The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. Miguel Delaney, Chief Football Writer of The Independent, is with us. And Miguel, Manchester City fans listening to this may not agree, but how important was it to everyone else in the league that Liverpool beat them yesterday? Well, certainly, I think given everyone, and given Haaland's goals, expects Manchester City to ultimately win it quite comfortably. At the very least, this um, elongates competitiveness, which, which is important given that we spend so many hours of our weekend watching football and ideally you want any title race to go as far as it can. But it's interesting even, like, I mean, I mean, it's possible that the first few minutes of that game could actually be among the most significant or influential this season because at the same time as Manchester City, Liverpool started, Arsenal gave away a penalty against Leeds um, that at that point you could have thought, right, Leeds are going to equalise City beat Liverpool, City go top of the table, and that's it, and no one pegs them back. Instead, the penalty was chalked off, Arsenal survived, City lost, Arsenal stay four points clear. And given the unknown of the World Cup if and the immense influence, because I was just looking today, City in the last international break, City had 14 players called up to, to uh, squads who are going to be in the World Cup. Arsenal had eight, and most of those didn't even play. So given all that... If Arsenal can stay there, thereabouts until the World Cup, you know, may, maybe this could be a bit of an unknown season in that way. And it's why, yes, that that victory for Liverpool yesterday was probably important for the Premier League as a whole, especially as, you know, and I know we'll get to this talk ratchets up from what Klopp said on Friday about that we could very soon be entering a world where City are sort of uncatchable. It was also terrific drama, wasn't it? Particularly the last half hour, the controversy of Manchester City's uh, disallowed goal, then Salah going and getting the goal, having been denied previously by Edison, then Klopp getting sent off uh, when Salah had been fouled but no free was given. All the drama and controversy, I mean, the, and then the impact of the fans as well. It had everything you want in a big game, didn't it? Yeah, it was, it was probably the game of the season so far, it has to be said. And, and even that um, that fixture, of course, for all the reasons we're discussing as well, and given how it's been a title decider for the last few years, has been has been one of the most riveting in a purely football sense for the past years. But I actually thought yesterday's surpassed a lot, a lot of it. Because, I mean, even I was at the game in April when they drew two all. And as good as that was, it kind of petered out for the last half hour as if both sides were kind of declaring that a draw suited them both. Whereas this, it really was hell for leather and and the last half hour in particular was basically the team the two teams just trading these attacks it was it was real immense drama but even that one thing that struck me yesterday and it's another i suppose potential issue for city um, among their immense superiority there obviously this this idea has grown that because of what guardiola is a coach and as much of a genius as he is he likes his teams to be subservient to his idea which doesn't often allow kind of individual autonomy in that, in, on the pitch in that way. So then in big games and massive atmospheres or when things are going wrong, they'll maybe look, as we saw, say, in the Bernabeu in the Champions League semi-final, they look to him for guidance. But they looked to him yesterday. And what was happening? He was carrying on with the Anfield crowd like that. That was a remarkable moment. That was almost, that, that almost stood, stood out more to me than kind of some of Klopp's antics. Although it should be said, I thought... Given given the discussion about referees in you know in this country as well or in Ireland, um, Klopp, what what the way he spoke to the referee wasn't on his red card 
Um, well, he was doing a Jesse Marsh. If Jesse Marsh can get sent off for Leeds at Brentford for much the same thing, there was no way Klopp could escape what actually happened to him yesterday. But Guardiola, he doesn't do well at Anfield, does he? He's only won there once, and that was during lockdown. So the Liverpool fans seem to make a difference, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, of course, this feeds into bigger debates. And again, this, this sort of reflects what Klopp was saying on Friday as well, whereas... The evolution of what City has bec- have become as a club, where what they are now is very different to what they were pre two thousand and eight. And when they when they had such an uh, you know a very such an invested fan base as we saw in their kind of journeys through the divisions, but it has created a strange atmosphere at their stadium now. And there is this bigger question about the ad- adaptation from that to the, or it's not it's not quite the adaptation. It's more how they react to raucous crowds when things aren't going their way. And of course, yeah, I mean, it used to be the, the example was that anytime Raheem Sterling went back to Anfield, he, he felt a little bit subdued in that in that crowd. Whereas, I mean, there is an argument, it's been about the whole City team, that it just, it, it affects him in some way. Because yeah, you're absolutely right, that, that, that sole win came in front of an empty stadium. And even if you remember as well, it, it was when Guardiola first came to England, first started dominating, uh, the first team to beat him in the 2017-18 season, when they got 100 points, where Liverpool thrashed them in that game at Anfield. Then two months later, just as a City were talking about a potential treble and winning the Champions League for the first time, it was Liverpool knocked them out in the quarterfinals. And that, that's almost set a tone for everything that's followed. And, and a, maybe a little bit of a complex for Guardiola and City about playing there. But there also, there has been a development. The rivalry clearly has developed, but it's spilled over into some pretty bad stuff in the stands as well. Guardiola uh, said he had coins thrown at him and there were objects thrown at Phil Foden, or sorry, that was after Phil Foden had the goal disallowed. But also, Liverpool have condemned what they call vile chanting from the away end in relation to the Hillsborough tragedy. And they say the concourse in the away section was vandalised with graffiti of a similar nature. I mean, What's going on here? Well, I mean, that is all part of, as you say, it's a a widening um, animosity between the clubs going on for some time. And it's it's all the more interesting, given, I suppose, both of them would have seen Manchester United as their main rivals for for so long. And and essentially, uh, until they went up against each other in in these titles, there was, I suppose, a relatively neutral relationship between the fans. That has really sharpened up, I think, the dynamics of the two clubs and even some of the kind of terminology that Liverpool use in terms of kind of, you know, um, the meaning and the significance, how they would paint themselves as um, as a community club in that way against what City are, which is a sports-washing project. That all, all feeds into it. Um, but there was one remarkable thing. There was some of the reporting that was out today about how it was made known that um, on the City side, they, they felt that Klopp's comments on Friday actually fed in to the, this or were unhelpful to the atmosphere around the game but but that's that's remarkable yeah, that's having their cake and eating it then isn't it, it saying well, it, well, that they well, can't exactly. be criticised for being being able to buy up uh, everything well, exactly that's it so what if you, if you if you talk about anything to do with the ownership you you, you, you run you run the risk of, the, of these atmospheres become becoming even more hostile well, I mean like, as you say exactly having your cake and eating it and, and almost a kind of a, a suppression of debate as well well, one final thing, given that Arsenal are top and are four points clear, and they took a bit of a battering at Allen Road and they still came out as 1-0 winners. Could it be that maybe we're underestimating Arsenal's ability to go the distance? Because the start they've had, I think the last four teams that have had starts like that ended up winning the league. 
Yeah, um, I mean, ultimately, it's still hard to escape the idea that ultimately City will just have much more depth. But as you say, Arsenal, one of the most notable things about their, their season so far has been how they keep uh, jumping over these hurdles that people would have expected them to fall at. And I think it must be said, even even yesterday's game, Arsenal were very unconvincing, I thought, in general play. Uh, Leeds were much the better team. So some some uh, oh, optimism there, Matt, for your boys. Not until but, they start um, picking up points. Well, exactly, exactly. But, but I mean, basically, last season or the season before, that would have been a match that Arsenal dropped points in. And I think part of it, in a title race like that, you suppose you've got to learn how to navigate these games when you aren't playing well. And that's what they did. They got through it. They had a look. But I think, like, just even talking to some people who've been at Arsenal around that and previously won titles with them, they talk about, like, it's about learning to use your look when you're in these sort of runs. That's what helps, and that's what you have to kind of adapt to. And certainly, yeah, as, as I said at the top, I, I would still doubt whether Arsenal can actually put up a challenge. But given the, I think, underappreciated effect of the World Cup on this season, if Arsenal can stay top until the World Cup, and given that I think a lot of City players, bar Haaland, are going to be in the World Cup right until the last week, it's going to have a big effect this season and at least creates the opening for something different. Hopefully. Um, We've got to leave it there. Thank you very much, Miguel Delaney, Chief Football Writer with The Independent. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.